0: To the Low Watt Living Podcast, the podcast for anyone who would like to live a more sustainable lifestyle. I'm your host Harlan Meeks, and this is episode one. Okay, today I would like to talk about what I plan on doing for this podcast, what my overall goal is. Uh, I would have to say, right off the bat, that I have a battery backup system, a small one that I made myself it's helped us through a few power outages it's not you know a, a magic wand it uh, it can bring us light it can uh, charge uh AA AAA batteries it can those are the type of things it can do very well anything that's a big power draw it's almost useless for my power backup system consists of two deep cycle batteries marine batteries I have two different inverters 150 actually I think it's 140 watt car cigarette lighter type inverter that inverts uh, DC to AC I also have a 1500 watt inverter max 3000 inverter that uh, I don't use very often because at that high of a wattage it drains those two batteries pretty fast. The upside is I do have solar panels. I have approximately 145 watts of solar panels that are also charging this system. However, uh, DC does not travel very well, meaning if you are, especially on DC, on uh, 12 volts, sorry. meaning that if you are charging something or running, let, let's say you're running something DC and you have an extremely long cord, 50, 50 feet worth of cord, which is long in DC. Your actual wattage would be down, and amperage would be down so far by the time you got to end of that cord, it would practically be useless. And that's the problem I'm in right now. I have a long cord from my solar panels, which are on my deck in my backyard, because in the place that we live, we're not allowed to have them on our roof, with a cord running. Partially behind my house, down the side of my house, and in through my garage door. I'm not sure the exact wattage that I am amperage that I am getting in to the battery backup system to charge it from those solar panels. But on average, even with uh, running my 140 watt inverter constantly charging eight double or triple a batteries two 18 volt batteries for my lawn equipment that i use um and uh my boys two rechargeable batteries they use for their xbox and odds and ends here and there uh it doesn't drop below 12.3 watts well on a 12 volt battery um it's not actually 12 volts. I think it's something like at max. I I want to say it's uh, 13.8, 14.1, something in that general area. Uh, it it does fine for us for you know the purpose we're putting it through, but in a long term power outage, maybe a week or more, unless I'm running strictly lighting off of it and charging AA, AAA batteries it's not going to give me what i need i'll have to have another level to it i've been putting off getting a generator just for you know cost value i just don't have the money right now but uh i listened to uh jack Spearco, who has a podcast called the survival podcast it's a wonderful podcast it's very knowledgeable Uh, He's one of the reasons I decided to start podcasting. And he had a guest on by the name of Stephen Harris, who laid out a wonderful, wonderful explanation of what a power backup system can be and should be. Um, And how easy it is for anybody to get into this and uh, make their own power backup system in a matter of a a day. I mean, easy. He also has a mobile one in the back of his truck, and that's pretty nice, too. But today we're talking about strictly home-based unit. Anyway, this power genera- the power generation I get off of this two-deep-cycle battery, like I said before, is efficient to run lights and charge double-A, AA, triple-A. The reason I keep bringing up the double-A, AA, triple-A is because um, it's from Steve Harris. I got the info about these batteries which are just amazing. They're Sanyo and loop. They're all white in color. They're hard to find. I had to get mine off of Amazon and these things are wonderful. You can charge them up and if you don't use them and just let them sit there, in three years they'll still have 80% of their life left. That's just amazing. They're what's called low self discharge which means they, don't, they do not discharge their power very fast when they're just idle. Now, these, uh, depending on how you treat them, can be charged up to 1,500 times. Now, that's just amazing to me. Anyway, back on the subject. Um, I recharge these AA and AAAs because of the flashlights that we have and the headlamps we have. The headlamps that we have use AAAs our flashlights use double A's, these are the flashlights we have, all of our remote controls for our TV, DVDs, whatever, um, I've switched those all to N-loop batteries, I have rechargeable 9-volt batteries for our smoke detector, that's not N-loop, but that's a different type of battery, um, one that's nowhere near the quality of the N-loop, but, uh, That's what I had it on hand. Uh, That is. Hey, ready to go into work here? Just a moment. To get my badge and my safety glasses on. Back to what I was saying. It's not um, an efficient source of power for us because what you want to run on a daily basis is more power than what this will give out out to you. Unless I increase my solar panel system. Then it would offset the amount of uh, charge stored in my batteries. Uh, Stephen Harris did mention that you could take jumper cables and attach them to your car's battery while your car is running. Or attach them to your car battery and then attach them to your backup battery system to start your car. And you'd have a way to charge your batteries. Uh, I think that's ingenious. It's simple. So simple. Why didn't I think of it sort of thing. But that is, uh, you're going to hear a beeping here. I'm backing up, and I have one of those cars that beep. But it's just a simple thing. Really, it just amazes me. But uh, I've done that a few times. But I think we might have to end up getting a generator, gas power generator, or propane. Most likely gas. That's the situation I'm sitting in now. That's the sort of thing I want to talk about on these podcasts to tell you how simple these type of things are how easy you can get a power backup it it's not a magic wand but it can supply you power to charge your phone, charge your iPad, to charge your AA, AAA batteries to charge, to give you light all night during power outage. Uh, if you use low watt LEDs which is what I use uh, 2 watt chandelier Uh, With Edison sockets, which are the regular sockets that most light bulbs have. 2-watt LEDs, 4-watt LEDs, even 10-watt LEDs. The draw that they pull off a battery is insufficient enough to even make a dent in it. If you have any kind of power going back into your batteries, from solar panels, from your car, from a generator, from a pedal bike that you hook a DC motor and spin it backwards to make energy. Any of these things... uh, those, that small amount of wattage uh, make, really makes no difference in the grand scheme of things. And you have light. You get light out of it. So when all your neighbors are dark and wondering why your lights are so long, maybe they'll get a clue. But it's those type of things, not just self-sufficiency in an uh, electricity standpoint. Self-sufficiency as in... Growing your own garden, which I've done for many years. Uh, this year we did not because we had a baby, and he's reaching terrible twos. And it's just, with that and the overtime I've been working and working Saturdays that they have us, uh, it's, it's extremely impractical to have a garden this year. Things like that, trying to live on a very low budget which is what we're doing right now. We're down to living on... uh, My wife's trying to get us to only spend $40 at the grocery store every two weeks. I eat a lot of rice and beans. (laughs) You know, I mean, we do spend more than that, but that's what we're trying to get down to. Everyday things like that to make you more self-sufficient. Like, one of the things I do to help is I take a shower when I get home from work. And it doesn't sound like a big deal, but we have a window in our bathroom, so I have no need to turn the light on. When I come home from work, I'm hot and sweaty, so I take a cooler shower, which means the uh, hot water heater doesn't have to turn on and heat as much water those little steps like that and changing out to LED bulbs those types of things we went to using a drying rack for some of our clothes instead of throwing them in the dryer but it's these little steps that make that when combined make a, a huge difference huge difference for example when our city went to having recycle bins. We were used to pushing out every week a full garbage can. Oh, overflowing garbage can. You know, I mean, the lid popped up. I mean, a big garbage can. We went from that and because we are trying to reduce our impact, our overall impact, and change the way we live we have reduced our the garbage going into a landfill and replaced it with recyclables so much that I don't even have to take the garbage out every week I still do take it out we have like one maybe two bags but and some of those have diapers in them, obviously, so they're they're going to the trash. And no, we don't use cloth diapers. I, I, I can't get around that sort of thing. But we have reduced our impact and just packaging alone by an incredible amount. The recyclable, the recyclable, why can't I say that? The recycle bin is... is overflowing now. And our garbage bin is super light. But those are the type of things that I'm going to get into on this podcast. And I'm sure there's many more subjects. I mean, this is a very open subject that we can go into totally different ways. I'm sure the president or a member of Congress or someone's going to upset me one day and I'm going to come on here and rant. I know, but uh, that's going to be those off days, I guess. Well, that's it. Thank you for listening to my first episode. Everyone have a nice day, and thank you for listening to Low Watt Living.